Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 57 of the Home Ice Advantage. How you feeling, Colin? I have never been more energetic to watch hockey in my entire life. You've been very energetic on Twitter. I've had some free time. Yeah, yeah. So I want to get into the game a little bit and then go into what we want for game three as well. Um, what were your thoughts on the game? Just kind of overall. I guess this, I mean, it, it's true for the whole team, but I am so fucking proud of Andre Svechnikov. <laughs> like, two years ago, we wouldn't have won that game because Svech would have gotten them in conduct at some point. All because they were throwing them on it. And Svech, I mean, Svech had two penalties. Don't get me wrong. But none of them were outrageous. Like, they made sense. Um, maybe, maybe One of them was the a, a tripping, too, I think. Or it was a high sticking, and it was a high yeah. stick. Yeah. One of those, like, and it wasn't on purpose, but you still call it. So he really only had the one penalty. Yeah, and, and that was he I, – I don't remember if they called it as an interference or a tripping call uh, to stop a breakaway, which is – it's almost understandable. Oh, yeah, but then they mugged, the power he play. mugged. I think it was Charlie Coyle. <laughs> but that man had been getting goaded all night long by Boston to start something. And, like, that just can't be part of Svech's game. He can, I mean, throw the big hits, of course, that's what you're there for. But you can't drop gloves. You can't get into all this extracurricular after the whistle. Because, I mean, you have to focus on the game. Like, we're here to win games. We're not here to win scrums. Yeah, for sure. And I, and so 4-2 final, 5-2 final, right? 5-2 final. Yeah, 5-2. Um, I want to talk about the penalties. So when we were leaving the game on Wednesday, I told you that I was really worried that the Hurricanes would just not get a call on Friday or on Friday in Boston. I went back and watched the game and kept an eye out for the penalties. And we'll talk about, obviously, there were a couple of, there was a big hit, like a hit that wasn't a penalty, a hit that was, and we'll get to those here in a second. But after watching the penalties, I think we might be, there wasn't a lot called that wasn't egregious. Like, they're going to call, that Forbert high-sticking on Tara Vinen, like, yeah, you just can't do that. And I felt like a lot of their penalties, I, I think from, like, a, a Canes fan perspective, the textbook penalty this year for you can't do that. Do you remember when Chris Letang stabbed Trocek like four times? Yeah. On his way out of the corner, and the ref very clearly did not want to call it, which is fine. It's three on three. Like, I mean, you know, union protected jobs and all that. Um, but it got to a point where they were like, hey, I mean, if the, now you're spitting in our face. Like, you thought you were going to do that five times, you know? And uh, so I don't think we got kind of I don't I don't think we got a lot of penalties that weren't pretty clear penalties. I don't think they overpaid. We could talk about this first. Antiranta goes down. Obviously spooky. In the building, I was basically ready to put uh, Pasternak under the guillotine or guillotine, if you will, and uh, 
and just tell him to have a great day, go ahead and take his head off. But after watching it again, I don't think – I think he knew he was falling backwards and, like, half moved, but half was like it would be fun to ruffle this guy's feathers. I do not think that he intended for that to break the way that it did. So I actually think the two minutes was fine on that one. I um, I agree with like hindsight being twenty twenty. It is nowhere near as bad as it seemed in the building. In the building, it, stood, they, it, it was they as called it the five too, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, like and they called the five, which you should do because that lets them review it. That makes perfect sense. I, I we talked about this last podcast. I would always call over and re, like go to Toronto, get a video review. Like hockey's really fucking fast. Like put but, yourself on a place. You can't deny – there was no doubt in my mind that he didn't want to throw that punch on Ronto. Maybe you run into him, you can't control that. But you can see him raise his hand to punch Ronto in the back. Yeah, yeah. And I I, <clears throat> I think that's your two minutes. Um, uh, you know, I just – in hindsight, I didn't think that was a tremendously bad hit. I don't think he got fined or anything for it. It just kind of was what he it didn't. was. And, uh, you know, like you said, I thought the Hurricanes, I think what we're seeing here, did you see that uh, Luke DeCock paragraph? I did. The, the And I'm going to paraphrase very end of the paragraph, but he said the, the Bruins were trying to win after the whistle because they could not win in between the whistles. That's pretty good. And I think, you know, great team, great organization, great players. I think what you saw again last night was they're just not as good as us. And they've reached this part. Do you want to hear something outrageous? Do you want to hear a real Wesley hot take? Yeah, I'm here for it. I don't know if the Bruins are all that much better than the Preds were last year. And I think, I think I was just thinking about the breakdown, and I was like, "Well, they broke up McAvoy and Lindholm because they wanted more depth, and they broke up the perfection line because they wanted more depth, and then panicked and put it back together." I don't think they have. Like to me, one of our weaknesses as a team is you're a jack of all trades, right? So you're a master of none. We use the Avalanche as a good example. They can roll four lines. Four really good lines, and I if you can go pound for pound for us in terms of the lines you can roll out, that becomes a bit of a problem for us, right? But when you yeah. get to these very top-heavy teams, I mean, Jordan Stahl is basically – I know Bergeron had the two goals. That's fine. That line has been really quiet with or without Pasternak. Yeah, and I mean, one of those guys lost on the power play. They had like seven shots in a row. There's nothing you could do about it. So it's not I, – I would also agree, like, Boston's not as good. If uh, if Boston wasn't full of, like, veteran players like Bourgeron and Marchand, I mean, they're, they're a, lot a wild card team. There's right now, I think. Yeah, well, it's not even that. Is that they know what they have to do when they're not going to get a win clean. And that's a real thing, because that's what the playoffs are. 
That's why it's so hard to win the cup because you have to know that you have to put everything into it. You have to give that 110% to be able to win the game. Also, excuse my voice. Um, I was in the arena. Uh, my bad. But honestly, if it wasn't for the veteran experience of we've been in the playoffs, we've been knocked around, we know what to do here, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be able to compete at all. Yeah, I don't know. I, I We'll see. I, I think we're getting – what I love, too, so far about everything is we're not getting a ton of – it's not like a single guy carrying the team. Like, your scoring depth is still doing the thing, which is pretty good. Um, it looks like with the Ronta injury, I feel pseudo-confident – Probably 60-40, we're going to get Kochekov. If I have to think about how I say it, I always screw it up. We're going to get watch this, watch this veteran, veteran, veteran media move. We're going to have a kid. Oh, my God. In goal on Friday. Kochekov. There we go. With Rod to back him up. That's what I'm assuming. I don't know if he'll be good. You might have... LaFontaine on the bench. Um, I mean, he's skating. I mean, the the quote is, he's all but there. He's not 100%. And I guess you're right. I don't know um, if that, like, changes day to day, though. Like, you just say he'll be fine. What a time for Freddie to, to be ready. That's not my point. So, I guess I mean, the, the story of the game, which I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast, you know, is that it 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 was a barn burner. Like, the – it is probably top ten games I've ever watched in my life of, like, chippiness, I guess. Is the so best much conflict. Yeah. There was it, – it was maybe ten minutes into the first period. It got hot, and it never simmered. It well, only escalated. See, like, from my opinion, or from my perspective, it was kind of like a redux of the first period from game one for, like, five minutes of it, where they were kind of controlling in terms of they were in our end a lot, but, you know, there wasn't a tremendous... Uh, like they weren't great chances. There's a lot of shots, and then the the Ronta stuff happens, and I wonder if that won't end up being a mistake. I thought they were playing well, and if you ran game one over seven games, if that makes any sense, maybe the Bruins win. Uh, but instead, they got they got the horses going, and I don't know. I just don't know, man. I just don't think. I think I don't this think... is so in the bubble, or even the year before um, against Boston. It was so easy for them to catch us off guard, or not catch us off guard, but throw us off guard. Like you could hit us after now. Ronto went down. I was terrified of a dirty hit, and that's that's what they want you to think. That is exactly why they do what they do. That's why they go after goalies or defensemen or whoever they choose to target. So that you do you become want to hear a really fearful. good point I heard made on the uh, what do they call it the Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake? 
Is that really what it's called? Uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, I, I have like a, a, a thing I'm going to touch on too before we go into game three. But Jesse, I don't remember. It, it was the one Bruins fan from ESPN and the guy who does Game Over Montreal. And they were talking about how the Bruins used to goon it up and make you play Bruins hockey. And like, spoiler alert, they were really, really, really good at Bruins hockey for a long time. But they, like, the Canes may be better than them at Bruins hockey now. And I thought that was an interesting point. And as R2-D2 is informing you, I'm sure, with his stat dump, uh, how do you even start? Um, I just don't know. I don't feel great about game three. I, I think that might be the hardest game to win in the series if you're the Canes. Um, but I, I wanted to talk to you about something. Hey, you went wild on Twitter earlier. You basically Wait. started like three different arguments. And so for those who don't know, we share the, we both use the team Twitter account to like do. Wait, 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 before you get into that, let me finish my original point. It's the Boston's like entire MO for a very long time to put beer into the hearts and souls of the opponent. Seth Jarvis literally was in, like, four different scrums. He literally beat the shit out of Eric Hall, the 20-year-old kid. Bro, Eric Hall is really getting to a point where, like, the Hurricanes just own him. Yeah. But uh, go ahead and my Twitter arguments. But, yeah, so you started all these Twitter wars of which I came in. I knew when you said 50 years that this was the 50-year anniversary of, of the 72 Cup. So when I saw that, I just kind of hoped we wouldn't get called on it. We did. I really thought You're, it was 71, not 72. No, That's what that it, was, too. It's 71, 72. That's what, like, yeah, it, I know. That's the you baseball up. seasoned it is what you did. You were like, oh, yep, like, exactly the cool thing about baseball is that it's always the X season. So it's the, like the 2020 season or whatever, right? The reason um, I chose 50 years, too, is because it's the 50-year anniversary of the New England Whalers for the WHA. That's why I chose that. And well, I thought I was clear about the one year. Well, what's funny about it, too, is that, like, I was, like, some, like, idiot came in, and we were obviously, like, and I, I'm not going to go over all of them. She was like, uh, this is a dumb metric to, like, count, but if we are, we actually have double the cups. I was like, yep, you got me, 49 years. Argument I mean, dead. either way, one cup. Like, what do you guys want from us? So the original comment was, so I didn't start wars, like, just explicitly and go into, like, Bruins content. But if I was looking at Kane's content and, like, some random Bruins fan came after a Kane's fan, I was there to defend. That was my mindset at the time. And this guy, I don't, I don't know, it was something about the Marshawn um, line. And the Kane's fan was like, damn right. And the guy came in and was like, look, you guys win one game. Look how you act. You know, winners act responsible, whatever. So I came in with the fuck you guys. You don't win shit either. Whatever. So one of the things I've I've had this epiphany. So there's some amount of uh, RA, Rear Admiral, from Spitting Chitlets was basically, he he killed the era. He said it was over. And that this era, that era of the the Bruins were done and they were a cup away from being part of as good as the Orr era, which was shocked. Shocking, shocking um, when it when it ha- when I read it. But I'm I'm view like so many people picked against us, and 
I'm really starting to understand that nationally people who cover the league, they're, they don't, it's not that they don't watch games, it's that they don't care. Like I was watching, uh, I used to really like the, uh, the Steve Dangle podcast. It's become more and more uh, unwatchable over the last six months. But in it, Adam Wilde, in the same podcast where they talked about the Leafs winning a Stanley Cup off game one, we're like, oh, the Canes are a perennial round two exit. We were just in the conference finals three years ago. <laughs> like, what do you mean? It's because that guy does radio. Everything he does is so Leafs-focused. And because there's not a huge conglomerate of, of Hurricanes fans in, in Toronto – that that just goes unchecked completely. What an awful, awful take. And, uh, but I, I really think we're seeing in this Bruins series, you could like the Bruins over the Canes. I actually think because of the goaltending situation, there were a lot of, like, I know specifically that Dom Lachizans with the Lachizans, Dom at the Athletic. There we go. His model swung to the Bruins 51-49 off the goaltending because his model didn't love the Kings goaltending without without uh, Anderson. So I think – and I'm not saying that everybody who picked the Bruins is an uninformed piece of trash. But I, I think we're finding that. people out in this round. You could have liked the – you could still like the Bruins. This is not over. And that's one of the things I wanted to talk about with, like, you went to war today, defending or otherwise. Bruins fans, great team, great organization, great fans. That's the company line. I'm not yeah, here to answer for God. 100%. I mean, Boston, you know, we haven't even won a game on the road yet. This isn't even a series yet, to be quite honest. I just and that's like also those are untrue because he kept home ice advantage. So That's like, not even that what I mean. I'm, like, there was still so much hockey to be played. So, of course, it's not over. But I'm also, I'm not here for the slander anymore. I think that's what my biggest problem is. That's not my point. All I'm saying is this. Are you watching something in the background? I'm I'm watching the Preds uh, Avs game, which is 1-1 through 20, by the way. Yeah, we can definitely hear it. Well, it's just Paul Bizonet. He's pretty loud anyway. But um, what I'm getting at is let's all just calm down. Let's handle our business. Because what you're doing here is you're actually being the Bruins by, like, yeah, a series win. It's like, hey, who gives a fuck? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, who gives an absolute fuck about that? Like, let's just handle business. So what do you expect from game three? What do I expect or what do I want us to do? What do you expect? So not necessarily the same thing. I'm expecting Boston to come out and be even more ruthless than they just were. Okay. Which I understand, like, the league cracked down and there's two fines handed out. But at this point, Boston can't yeah, allow Carolina to get game three. Yeah. So I, it's going to be crazy. I think the Canes will get one of two games from in Boston. I'm going to sneeze again. 
Sorry. Um, I think the Canes will get one or two in Boston. I don't know which one. If I had to guess, it is probably not game three. Um, the reason for that is I don't. I actually feel the opposite from you. I think everything the Bruins did, like the, what we've seen from refereeing, I actually love how, like, I generally don't mind how the playoffs are called. And last year we got all that fucking, uh, what's his name, Connor McDavid should have gotten 100 million penalties during the Winnipeg series. So now they're calling a lot. People are like, you know, I'll probably calling more than what my taste is. Hey, this is just make-believe. Like, I don't like refs. If we want to just complain about refs, uh, that's fine. But they're calling things that are happening, which is all anybody asks for, right? So now we're, there's too, like, too many, like, go fuck yourself. But I actually think the Bruins will rein it in. Um, I think they're due a little bit of puck luck as well. Um, and I don't feel great about game three, but I, I think you'll – I think you'll come back to Raleigh game five, which was five, which I believe was um which I believe was announced for seven on that that Tuesday. And then we'll go from there. So to be clear, I like there's no way there's not a conversation going on right now in Massachusetts about you know, we have to control ourselves. I mean, they've given up what is it, nine penalties? I mean, power plays since the start of the series, that's insane. Like, you can't let that happen. But yeah. Boston being Boston, if they get down 2-0, they're going to get chippy. Or if Andre Svechkov does his job, they're going to get chippy. I don't know if they can control themselves the way they need to at this point to ensure that they can get away. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Hold on, I can't hear you. Hello? Yes. What was your line before I said? Um, I don't think Boston can control themselves to win the game if they if they have to face adversity. Yeah, but they're due to score first. I mean, but I think they're just have due to win the first round. That way. And we'll see, you know. Um, I'm, of course, I'm, I'm not like guaranteeing a Kings win here, but I'm saying it's, it's more than possible. All right. Well, I don't have anything else to add. I think we'll we'll for Game Three. I I think they'll be more in control. I think they're at this point they're maybe kind of due for the way they've been opening games to score first, and that it'll be easier for them to play. I'm air quoting and throwing up at the same time when I say the Bruins way. And uh, so we'll see. But, yeah, great game. Um, Let's not overreact to beating the Bruins when it happens. It was funny. There's a guy who sits behind us at the building who we're friendly with. And we were talking about how for Toronto and to a lesser degree but kind of not, the Panthers, it feels like when they, like, make it out of the first round that that might be their cup which would not be good for them, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, uh, let's go, Canes. We'll do another one of these Sunday.